Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Shit's Hard. I'm your host, Amber. And today we're talking about mentality and how that shit can be hard. Um, So a little overview, we're going to be going over things such as you are the main character in your life. Um, You either can be miserable or find solutions sometimes. I do want to, I only want to preface this episode with saying this is not a pick yourself up by the bootstraps episode Um, because we're not going to, we're not going to talk about mentality without also acknowledging you know, there are systems in place to make you fail, um, but we won't get into that kind of stuff today. We're going to focus on what we can control. Um, and I'm going to share a really good example of that, which is Lemon Grove, California, um, where I lived last year when I moved to last year, two years ago. I don't even know. I moved to San Diego for a summer for an internship when I was in college. And um, I moved to basically Lemon Grove, which is like outside of San Diego. But it was one of those times where... Um, it was very miserable, and I, I found a solution, got myself out of it somehow. So we'll get into it. Um, so yeah, let's get into the episode. Um, mentality. So I just think, like, sometimes we have more control than we think. And I know that sounds kind of opposite, because a lot of things in life like you don't have control over. But I feel like, I don't know, as humans, sometimes we focus a lot on the things that we don't have control over, um, which is understandable. And I'm not going to act like I don't do that myself. I feel like I am a hardcore, like, I am a hardcore, like, I have control personality. Like, I always think that I can change the the situation. I always think that I can, like, whatever. Like, if I'm not happy with something, like, I can, I can just do whatever I want. (laughs) Um, Which is maybe a good thing sometimes, maybe a bad thing sometimes. I think it's probably part of my anxiety, too, is because I hate things that I don't have control over. Um... But I think it's I think it's really important to focus on the things that you do have control over. And that's in regards to like career, friends, relationships, like really any aspect of your life. Like I feel like, okay, so in a general sense, like you can always find a new job. You can always like find new friends. You can always like just get like, you know what I mean? Like you can always find a new partner. You know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And of course, that's way easier said than done. Like, of course. Um, And yeah, like I said, like, of course, there's roadblocks in the way. There's systems set up against you. You know, finding a job is certainly not always easy, but it is possible. And I notice, like, that's just like, I don't know. It's weird. It's always my mentality. Um, And I'll give give an example on that, too. LA Fitness, my God. Um, I was working at LA Fitness, like, a couple months ago, or maybe, like, not that long ago, but... um, but it was really, really bad. Um, it was a horrible place to work. Just like, and I'm not like, I'm not even one to usually care, like speak poorly about the place that I work at. Cause usually like, I just feel like, you know, there's some baseline expectations in most of these places that I've worked, especially, you know, having a job since I was 16, these places are just like minimum wage paying jobs. Um, but like, usually they hit the bare minimum, you know? Like, they do the bare, you know, um, they do the bare, like, health code, you know, clean-up situation. Certainly do some gross things every once in a while, but it's, like, usually it's, like, what you would expect. Um, LA Fitness was not, like, that. it was way worse. Just, like, management was poor. Everybody there was, like, I mean, honestly, it's so funny. I looked at the reviews for that, um, that location that I was working at. I had 2.5 stars out of 5 on, like, Yelp, and I was, like, oh, that sounds about right. Um, 
But, like, nobody who works there will, like, help any members unless they're, like, going to purchase a membership or, like, purchase something to where they would make commission off of it. But, like, literally outside of that, they do not give a fuck. Like, LA Fitness has separate sales reps to, like, the front desk. Um, and, like, when I was, like, I was, like, front desk for a little bit, like, none of those salespeople would help me. Like, they just didn't give a shit about anything. Like, they would sit there and watch Netflix, like, all day, which is fine. Like, if no one's coming in to make a membership, they didn't really have shit to do anyways. But it was just, like, I mean, I, I don't mean to call anybody out, but LA Fitness, for real, uh, you got to get your shit together. Like, you really do. Like, truly, like, I've never felt the need to quit, but long story short, I won't get into it. There was many, many things that kind of added up over time. Things ranging from them, like, putting me into the kids' club, which is, like, where you watch people's kids while they work out with no training, no CPR, no AED, a certification, like no background check, no nothing. Um, and I think they assumed since I was a girl that I like liked kids and knew how to handle kids. And I didn't. And they accepted like children, like as young as six months old. So it was very unsafe. Like I was in there and I was like, I actually can't work in here. Like I can't deal with the stress of like six year olds running around. There's two infants screaming and I've never even held a child before. Like I was like, this is not for me. Um, and that's when I switched to front and then front was just equally as bad. Um, I closed every night by myself at 10 PM. I was the last one to leave kicking out all the members who were so rude. Um, and like I said, I was not supposed to be the one like closing by myself alone at 10 p.m. It's just that the sales reps didn't care. They left. The janitors didn't care. They left. And I was like literally like a 22-year-old girl like alone at night, at 10 o'clock at night, kicking out all these members of LA Fitness, like telling them to leave and locking the doors behind me and leaving. Like not safe, okay? Not safe at all. Um, but also just like ass. I think the members were rude as fuck. Like they would literally be like, it's 9.59. I'm not fucking leaving until 10.00. And I was like, all right, you suck. Um, another thing that sucks about LA Fitness, they don't pay you after 10 o'clock either. So even though you're supposed to stay there until all the members leave, um, they don't pay you to do that. So it was just, it was a whole thing. And I like got into it with my manager because I was like, I started like logging. I started like literally clocking in my extra like minutes. Like I was there till 10, 15 sometimes. You would be shocked. These people at LA Fitness, you'd be shocked. If you go to the gym, like... First of all, if you go to the gym and you stay till after closing and you literally purposefully wait till someone kicks you out, fuck you. Um, but I can't imagine anyone fucking in the right mind does that. But they do. Because at Ella Fitness, they absolutely do. Like, being someone who's worked out for a long time, I was shocked to find how many people, like, they're regulars. Like, it's regular on the regular, a specific set of people who do this every single time because they just want to get their work done and they don't care. And they will wait until someone comes and kicks them out. Like, they do not give a fuck. Even though, like, we do the 30 minutes, hey, we're closing 30 minutes, hey, 10 minutes, like, whatever the fuck. Um, but anyways, yeah, like some, some of those people would literally look me dead in my eyes and just get in the shower at 10 o'clock. And I was like, all right, fuck you. Like they do not give a fuck. Um, and like I said, management was poor. So if I, like, like I said, these are consistent members. So if I told management, Hey, um, you know, this specific member is always here after 10. Like you need to tell them or like revoke their membership. They just didn't give a fuck. They didn't care. Cause they weren't staying till after. So why the fuck would they give a shit? So it was just like a horrible place to work. Um, yeah, the the straw that broke the camel's back was um, not getting paid that extra like 15 minutes when I was there, like past, like well after 10. It was not like 10.01 ever. It was always like 10.10, 10.15, like late as fuck. And like, my, like I said, I'm alone and I'm fighting with these members because they're rude and they know I'm not management. And I will say when there was a guy who would work with me, they would scurry out way faster they just didn't respect women either so 
that was that was horrible. Um, at one point, though, my manager did try to please me, and she was just like, okay, if you're here 15 minutes late, you can just come 15 minutes late to your next um, shift and don't tell anyone or don't tell any of the other front desk people because I don't want everyone thinking they can do that. I was like, okay, this place is fucked. This place is fucked. Um, so I had to get the hell out. Um, but whatever. I'm at a new place. I'm at a new gym now and I like it a lot better and it's all around a much better place to work and managed way better. But, um, that is my little example of like, I was really, like, it was draining my mental. Like, by the, like, by every single night I was there till after 10, these members were so fucking rude to my face. Actually, the the last day that I worked was this rude fucking man. And he was one of the regulars, always fucking there. And it was, like, 9.58 or whatever. You know, whenever I tell my manager, hey, like, you don't pay me until after 10. I need to leave at 10 then. Um, and all these members are so fucking here at 10. What do you want me to do? They'd be like, oh, just start kicking people out earlier. Well, these people come to this gym regularly. So they've never been kicked out earlier before. So now they're mad at me for kicking them out earlier than usual. So this guy just was, I, so I would go around, like I'd be down in the weight room. I'd just go around individually to everyone on a machine, mind you, at like 9.55. And I'd be like, hey, the gym is closing. If you need to leave, hey, the gym is closing, whatever. And honestly, I noticed if I was nice, they were like, okay, yeah, like, I just have two more sets. But if I was mean, I was like, hey, gym's closing, go. They would, like, usually they would get going. So I, I started doing that. Like, I started, like, being just a little more, like, not aggressive, but, like, kind of, but not rude. Just, like, in that tone of, hey, gym's closing, you need to get going. And um, this one guy just wasn't, he's like, you are so fucking rude coming up to in everyone individual. That is not necessary. Like this gym is not closed yet. It's open till 10. That's the posted hours that you guys have. I'm saying till 10. Like you are so rude. You do not need to go up to everybody, blah, blah, blah. Then there's this other fucking rude girl next to him. She, she's like agreeing with him. She's also like just very rudely, like still doing their sets as I'm telling them to leave. Like they don't even look at me. They don't even stop. Um, I'm like, God, I just wish I could fucking cut that cable on the cable machine. Um, she's like, yeah, literally this gym is post. And I, and I looked at them. We're downstairs in the basement is where the weight room was. And I was like, you need to be out of the gym by 10 PM. That's 120 seconds. You need to be outside of those doors. And they were just like, Meh. and I just walked away and I just texted my manager and I just said, you know what? I will be quitting. I will not be completing any of the rest of my shifts. I'm done. Goodbye. Because in that moment, not only was he rude as fuck, and it's not that I can't deal with members that are rude as fuck, but I knew that management didn't have my back. Like, I knew if I told my manager, hey, this guy's being extremely rude, whatever, like, she wouldn't do shit about it. She wouldn't contact him. She wouldn't call him and just be like, hey, you can't do that. You do it again. Like, membership revoked, whatever. Like, nothing. They weren't going to do shit. That was really why I left. Cause I was like, I don't need this. Like this isn't worth what this shit ass job is paying. Um, but I, I did stick it out for a little bit as I aggressively searched for other jobs, which, um, which like I said, it's easier said than done. It for real is like the whole argument that like, well, if you don't like your job, you should just leave. It is like, it is easier said than done. But at that point in time, like I knew there was nothing I could do to change. I considered like calling the district manager who like manages a few LA fitness in the area but I just like I didn't I didn't think anything was going to change and it wasn't just the manager it was also like the manager didn't care that members were rude and I was alone and the sales reps didn't care to like stay at least with me so I wasn't alone at 10 p.m and the janitors didn't so it was just like too many people suck here for this to to get better and especially for the pay I just like I don't know I do agree the company should have gotten better but I had to get the fuck out of there 
But, um, you know, I could have stayed and been miserable and just complained every night. And I was complaining every night. Um, but I just was like, I got to get out. I, I have control over this situation. I can leave. I can do that much. And I did. And I, I didn't put it two weeks in. And that, maybe that was a little bit shitty, but I physically could not. I was like, I can't work another day till close and just like do this whole thing over again and then see this guy here again who's going to be here again because he's here every fucking night till this late because he's entitled as fuck. And I just was like, I cannot. Um, but yeah, and friends are the same way. I mean, I know like that it sounds a little shitty, but like truly, like if you have friends who like aren't supportive of you, aren't like are just always like, I don't know, are always just kind of like bringing you down or at least just don't make you a better person. It's like you can, you can always find easier friends. And that's for sure. I said easier friends. You can always find different friends. I don't know why I said easier. Um, that's, a, that's what I'm going to say. Was, it's also for sure easier said than done. Like making friends is hard, especially like, I feel like being in a new city, but even just being in the same city and like kind of having like a falling out with your, with like your friends or a friend group of friends. Um, but eventually like you can do it. Like it is possible. And I think it, like the mentality part is really just being open to change, which is um, kind of hard, but just be open to the idea that like, Hey, maybe you love your job, but your boss really is not like whatever, whatever. And like the environment isn't there. Like, at least being open to the idea that you could leave, um, I think is important. Just remembering that you do have control. It's not saying you have to quit your job, but it's mostly saying, like, you know, you can apply to other places, and applying to a to a job does not mean you're taking one. It doesn't mean you're quitting your current one. It just means you're, you're keeping your options open, and you're not, you know, you're recognizing that you have choices, and, you know, you might, like, be unhappy in your current job and apply to other places, and then get an opportunity and decline it and decide that one's, you know, not much better than where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Like, but you have the choice. And I feel like that's, that's like what I want to focus on is like, you have some say, at least a little bit, at least a hair. Um, and it, it is fucking hard. Like it is rough. Like changing your situation is for sure hard sometimes. Um, so let, let's get into the lemon grove story. Cause that one, that one's a twisty one, but God, this one feels like it might be long, but basically long story short, Corbin and I were going to move to San Diego for the summer, during college, it was our junior year summer, after our junior year, and we are going to be there for three months, I was going to get an internship, or I had an internship, or whatever the fuck, and he had one, and so whatever, so we were going to move to San Diego, and then obviously it's kind of expensive, so we were kind of just looking for, like, surrounding areas, like, outside of the city of San Diego, and we landed on Lemon Grove, California, which online said was very safe, upon getting there, seemed not so much, but whatever, nothing really that bad, uh, happened in that sense. Um, but the place that we live, well, for one, we got an Airbnb first red flag, never in your life stay in an Airbnb. I just will never, I can, I could never for one. They're like as expensive, if not more than hotels nowadays. And they're sketchy as fuck. They're owned by some random ass person who probably has fucking cameras. And it's just like, it's just, it's too much. Um, first thing that kind of sucked at the Airbnb was the host was like, just always fucking there. Like it was like a long-term stay. So we had it for like three months. And it was a shared one. So we had one room, then there was another people who had the other room, and then it was like a whole townhome situation. And this guy, the host, was just came over like at least once a week. And every time he came over, he like wanted to chit and chat and like stay for dinner or like an hour or two. Like I don't know why what the fuck he didn't have anything to do. But he was always there. And he was nice, he was friendly, and like I'm a I'm a better conversationalist, so I usually end up talking to him. Corbin, it got to the point where Corbin would literally like go hide in our room when he came over because it was just like it w- you're here too much kind of thing. Like, 
I get it. It's your property and you want to keep an eye on it. But like, just keep an eye on the ring doorbell and like that should be plenty. Um, I don't know. I, a lot of places in California do not like Airbnbs and they are not like taken very well, which is understandable for sure. Like the, I think the neighbors in an air, in like a neighborhood with an Airbnb usually are unhappy, which is for sure fair. Cause you know, just new people are coming and going and fucking shit up all the time. Um, but he was just over all the fucking time and it was way too much for me. So we had in our three months there, we had like a few different roommates and then we had Two, like, one set of roommates that were going to stay for, like, the full last month or two months, whatever the fuck we were there. So it was, like, one person came for, one, like, one person wasn't there when we arrived. Then one people, one person came for, like, a week, and then it was going to be these other people for the rest of the summer. And turns out the rest of the people for the summer, it was two of them, it was a couple, and they had a dog, um, were friends with the host. Like, they were all buddy-buddy. Like, they, like, hung out. Like, I fo- we followed our host on Instagram, which, why he wanted to do that, I don't know, but... And we saw him, like, post them on his story. Like, he's, like, friends, friends with them. Like, they're at his house type of thing. Um, which is fine. All fine and dandy. But, like, this couple was... The girl's a little bit crazy. And I think she knew that. I think she needed some help. And I, I hope that she did get any help that she may have needed. But she was very explosive, very aggressive. Um, just, like, I don't even know what the first thing that to happen was. But, like... She was upset about, like, dishes in the sink, which it was probably, like, a handful of dishes. And, like, it was not a lot. Or it was, like, Corbin and I had dinner the night before, and we just didn't, like, do them that night. But we would get to them the next day type of thing. I don't know. And she didn't work. She didn't, like, work much, and neither did the guy. So, like, I think they were also home too much. You know when people are home too much, and then they find too much shit to nitpick around the house? Because they're always there. I think that was kind of a little bit going on. But, um... So she started messaging the Airbnb host, was like, dishes, wah, wah, wah. Like, and also one of our dogs was kind of crying a little bit in the morning when Corbin and I would both go to work. Um, he would whine. Which, um, morning being like noon, <laughs> because I would go to work at like 7 or 8 a.m., but Corbin was there until like noon or 1. So, it was, it, yeah, morning, but whatever. So she's like, and their dog's always crying, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Which I I do agree he was always crying. However, this is a pet-friendly Airbnb, and they also have a dog, so it's kind of like you're paying... You know, you're, you get what you pay for type of thing. Like, if you're not cool with dogs whining, you probably should get a place that's not pet-friendly or doesn't share with other people. And if you can't afford that, you know, like, then that's a luxury, you know, that you can't afford. Um, but anyways, so she messaged him saying that. He messages us. He's like, oh, dishes, blah, blah, blah. Corbin's, like, a little annoyed because he's like, why couldn't they just say that to us? Like, we literally see them all the time. Just a little bit weird, whatever. Um, we maybe started doing dishes more. I don't know. Like I said, we, there wasn't really a ton in the sink anyways. So then, I don't know. Then she's like, I don't know what the fuck even happened. She just was getting like really like aggressive and angry all the time. And like, if we would see her in passing, she would just be like, what the, I don't know. She would just like swear and just be like fucking shit. Like, I don't know. I, like she's, she's yelled one time. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. This, this was kind of funny. Like if you act this, if you act this like crazy, like it is kind of funny that you behave like a toddler having a tantrum, but she yelled at Gorbin one time, like, um, like I will make your life a living hell or something. Um, which she kind of did. She was a little bit successful in that. We kind of got to the point where we were kind of like barricaded in our room. Cause we just never came out. Cause it was just like too much. Um, and so, um, and we didn't like cook anymore cause we just didn't want to use dishes cause we just didn't want to be in like common areas anymore. So it was just, it was a lot. But then after a little bit, cause I would always pack my lunch for work. 
And after a bit, I noticed that um, some of our, like, food was missing. And we had uh, liquor, too. Like, just one bottle of, like, I don't even know what it was. I think someone gifted us, like, a bottle of, like, lemonade vodka. Um, so we had that in the, fri in the freezer. And... I noticed some food missing, but I thought, well, like maybe it was moldy, whatever, whatever. That's another thing too. Just quick pause. When we showed up to the Airbnb the first day, there was moldy shit in the fridge. So tell me why I'm playing a fucking cleaning fee of whatever the fuck, hundred dollars a month or whatever the fuck to stay there. Just have moldy fucking, it was like strawberries. I know for a fact it was strawberries and grapes moldy in the fridge. And I was like, okay, so nobody cleaned. Um, also another side note, like I said, that one girl was there for a week and then these two people moved in. The two people the host paid the two people to come quote unquote clean in between guests for them. Um, cause they needed fucking money or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But yeah, that was a whole nother thing. Anyways, I started to notice food missing. I'm not like a super, I'm not a super aware person. So that's usually not even something I would notice. Then I noticed that the liquor in the freezer is frozen and I'm like, Hmm. Hmm. And I got, I got on Google because I was like, I want to be 100% sure. I started Googling that specific vodka. And I was like, does this ever freeze? Has it ever frozen for someone else? It's lemonade vodka. So is it like, you know, enough lemon aid that it's like not enough vodka? Whatever. Pretty much everyone was like, no. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if your vodka from this company is freezing, uh, someone tampered with it. So I'm like, all right. So they either dumped out our vodka, used it, or just filled water with it, filled it with water because it was like half full. Either way, um, I was like, all right, whatever. So I start, so I started tallying up everything in my notes. I should bring this up for you. Okay. Let me bring this up. Um, cause I made a note cause I was angry. Cause I, you know, you can like scream crazy. Like you can be crazy, like batshit crazy and just scream things. Like that's fine. Um, cause everybody's a little psychotic, you know, but, um, you know, you can't steal my shit, you know, when it comes to my money, because I spent, because, you know, she's like stealing, she's like stealing shit that we spent money on. And then we knew she was stealing because she's also going batshit crazy, like screaming shit at us um, every once in a while. So I'm like, okay, well, that's obviously the situation. So I totaled it all up. Okay, let me read you the list. This is from June 17th, 2021. I have a note in my phone. It was White Claws, Strawberry Malibu, Lemon Vodka, Ritz Crackers, a black blender, blender bottle, which is Corbin's, one of my Starbucks cups. Which I guarantee those were both like, quote unquote, dirtier in the sink. And then she flipped out and just threw them away or something. I don't know. But it came to like $80, $80 which isn't nothing. Like, let me be clear. Like, if it was like one thing of like crackers, I'd probably be like, whatever. But it was like a full, it was like a full thing of Malibu. And then like the lemon vodka was the one that was like, I literally have a note by it that says not gone, but somehow froze. Oh, and the Malibu disappeared. Yeah, that was one that was like, that's pretty obvious. I'm like... My boyfriend's not even a drinker, so there's no way that I just lost that whole bottle. It was, like, full, too. Um, so I sent, I DM'd the guy on Instagram, and, of course, he's, like, not being very helpful because he's friends with them. But I sent him a whole paragraph, and I was like, and this is after we'd already decided we're leaving. So I just, I had messaged him before, and I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything about the roomies being crazy. I didn't say anything, I didn't say anything about her screaming at us, cussing at us, like, nothing. Because I'm trying to be civil, for one. For two, I'm not trying to cause him problems. And I knew if I said something to him about it, she, like, it'd probably cause more harm than good. And like I said, I just told him, hey, we're leaving. Can you please cut our contract and, like, don't charge us anymore? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. So, like, there was not really a lot of questions asked. And it was fairly easy to get out. So, that's a pretty good example of... You know, if you're living in a fucking dog shit situation, sometimes you can get out. Cause obviously we had like, we had like scheduled, 
to pay for this Airbnb the whole fucking summer. And we were leaving like a month and a half early. So he could obviously have been like, no, fuck you. Like I want my money, whatever, whatever. But he was pretty much like, yeah, no, it's fine. Then after that is when I started noticing the food and all just her being fucking crazy. And, um, he was like, oh, well, huh, like, do you have proof that they're stealing? Blah, blah, blah. And I had, I totaled up and I sent him my total of every individual thing. And I left a note with the lemon thing. I was like, it's not gone, but it's frozen somehow. And it's vodka. Um, and I just, whatever, he was not being helpful. And I was like irritated, but I was like, whatever, they're friends. So I basically knew he wasn't going to like do shit, but I was like, I want my $80. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for an apology. I'm not asking for this or that. I'm a reasonable person. I know you're fucking friends with them. You're not going to fucking help us. Whatever. That's fine. Um, but I want my fucking money. Okay. <laughs> Cause that's where I draw the line is my finances. <laughs> you can be crazy. You can't, you can't take material goods. So eventually he is like, Oh, and then something interesting happened because when he was messaging us, he was like not interested. Then he messaged us and was like, okay, like, I'm really sorry about the situation. Like, um, like, would you be okay? Like, like settling on like 50 bucks. And I, cause I said to him, I said, you're the host. I want my 80 bucks. I said, I don't care if it comes from them. I don't care if you ask for it from them. I don't care if you pay us the 80 and pay us off to leave, like whatever. But I was like, it has to come from somebody. Okay. This is your Airbnb. So you can pay for it. Or if you're irritated, you can ask them to pay for it, whatever the fuck. But like my shit's gone. I'm irritated, whatever. And, um, and he, yeah, like I said, wasn't interested and then came back and was like, I'm really sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like, would you settle on $50? I was irritated at this point, but it was like, the, it was like the day, actually, I don't think I asked him for money until we moved out, um, to like the day, the day that we moved out. And so I was already gone. And so I said, um, yeah, you know what? 50 bucks is fine. And I, and you know, what's even more shocking. I didn't leave him a review on Airbnb. Cause it, like I said, it was mostly these people. It really wasn't him. Although he did jack shit to handle the situation really. Um, but also it was a lot of, he said, she said, and it was his friends. So what the fuck was he going to do? But, um, either way, uh, he, he gave me like 50 bucks, which was whatever. I mean, at that point I was kind of just over it and it was fine, but like, uh, so fucking crazy. And I remember me and Corbin driving in Lemon Grove and I was like, what if we move? And he was like, what, what do you fucking mean? What if we move? Like, how is that possible? Like, we're only here for three months and it's only been a month and a half. Like, what are we going to find a fucking lease? Like a lease? Like <laughs> we're not going to find a lease to live somewhere. Like we were only going to be here for a month and a half. Nobody's going to give us a month and a half lease. Like blah, blah, blah. Um, so we ended up finding this studio apartment in downtown, uh, San Diego, which, um, was kind of like a month to month situation. It was like very small. It was 198 square feet. It was very small. Um, but it was, um, it was like one of those like travelers kind of places. Like everybody there was there very, very temporarily. So we had a bed that folded up and down <laughs> in the room, which was kind of fun, but it worked. And you know what? The important thing was to get the fuck out of that apartment, out of that Airbnb. Like that was literally the most important thing. Nothing else mattered more to us. And so we ended up paying, we ended up paying for sure. Like that place was a pretty penny to be staying downtown in a studio in San Diego for sure. Um, but we also needed month to month, you know, we also, like, and you had to pay for that luxury and it was right at the end of COVID. So everyone like was doing month to month and then right then stopped when we got there and was like, you know, never mind. We lost so much money during COVID, whatever, whatever. So whatever, that was a really tough time. And actually the boyfriend of that crazy ass girl, like came to us. He like knocked on our bedroom door one time. We were like, what the fuck? And he was like, Hey, like, I just want to apologize. Like, I don't know that she took your stuff, but I'm guessing that she did. 
she's done this a few times. Like she's done this. We've lived at a few places already and it's always problems. Like, I'm really sorry. So, you know what? That's all I really wanted more than money was just to be acknowledged and be like, yeah, that was really shitty. Um, so he was super nice and, uh, I kind of felt bad for him cause I, I think that he was maybe financially dependent on her, but whatever. I hope they figure their shit out. I really do. It was just, we needed to get out and we did, you know? And that was one of those, like, do we stick it out for the rest of the month and a half because we're only in California for a little bit and we just like need to make this work? Um, or do we try to find a way out and try to enjoy the state while we're going to be here? And I'm really glad we did. I'm very glad we did because we would have been so miserable there. Like, it was like, it was like me and Corbin were getting like, we're so just like, just stuck in our bedroom every single day, like ordering pizza, or, like Wendy's or like just getting out food because we didn't want to fucking eat downstairs and like cook shit and like, we were just so anxious and stressed all the time. And like, it was just like, whatever. Um, she definitely succeeded at making our lives a little bit hell because she's crazy. Um, but it's weird because it started out good. We actually, um, like one of the first days that they were there, we actually sat down and like ate dinner together one night, which is a little bit weird. But um, yeah, I think she had some, some mental stuff going on. So whatever. Um, but yeah, like for sure, so glad that we made that choice to try and figure our shit out and it starts small. And I think that's, what's easy about it is it starts small. You know, like we just started by getting online and seeing what was available and seeing apartments and seeing like, like month to month leases in the area and who would offer us, you know, like who, who could offer us something like month to month or something small that we didn't have to try to get into six months. And, um, and then we started touring and then, you know, we kind of like narrowed it down. We were like, all right, like, yeah, like, we got to do this because we got to get the fuck out. And we did. So then thank fucking God we did. Thank God we knew we did not. Like, you do not always have to stick it out. Like, I feel like I was for sure sometimes raised the mentality of like, just stick it out. Like, just finish it. Like, just finish out. Like, no, but like if something isn't serving you, like, there is so much power in quitting. Like, like, truly, I respect a quitter. I really do. I really do. Because I can respect you not spending your time on shit that you don't fucking care about or you don't like, or isn't serving you anymore. Like, seriously, like for sure. Um, there was another example I just thought of really quickly. We're gonna, we're gonna finish up here shortly. Um, but long story short, uh, I made varsity and I was really, really anxious. I had never played a sport before that was so individual and it was so all eyes on you. I'd only ever played volleyball and I, I did the first track meet and I got a lot of anxiety. And I had like my first like anxiety attack and I kind of couldn't figure out what was going on. And so I quit. And my dad was, he wasn't mad at me, but he was like, what the, f like, like, what are you doing? Like, you need to finish the things that you start. Like, if you don't want to do track next year, it's fine. But like, since you already joined, you already told the coach you're going to be there. Like, some people are relying on you, like, whatever, whatever. Um, which I don't think anyone was necessarily relying on me, but I just, I couldn't do it. Like, it was, it was too much. It was my first experience with mental health and I didn't know what it was. And looking back now, like, I still didn't know what it was after that for a while, for quite some time. And so I'm, I'm glad that I did that because I did it for me. And I think when you're making choices solely based on you, that's when you'll really start to like, you're the main character of your own life. Like this whole, this whole thing is about you. Like your life's about you and the choices that you make are about you and the sports that you play on, the teams that you're on. And then as you get older, the job that you do and the people that you spend your time with should be all about you. Like if you, if someone's in your life and you know, they're not supporting you, making you a better person. They don't make you happy. They're mostly just like the negative is like greatly outweighing the good. It's like, yeah, maybe that is, maybe that is something that needs to go.
So shit we're working on this week is just remembering that we have some control, not all control, but I think it helps to like focus on the things that you do have control over. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to put some questions on the polls. So we're going to do, do you struggle with changing situations that no longer serve you? And then I'm also just going to do the open-ended question to what shit are you working on this week? Let's, let's fucking talk about it. Cause this, this shit is hard for sure. So that's the end of our episode. Uh, I'm your host, Amber, and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.